0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: The Cincinnati Bengals are on a bye week, and the offense... Has been frustrating. Let's talk to Brian Callahan to get his perspective on that frustration and how they can start fixing things.
3: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, he's James Rapine, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Lockdown On Bengals, covering your Cincinnati Bengals every day, even here on the bye week. And those special guests we tease are going to start with Brian Callahan. We're going to talk to him about what some of the frustrations are, how it's a, a wide variety of issues that have gone wrong, but what it means. For example, when he says they need to coach better and they need to figure things out, he's going to get into a little bit of how they're going to start correcting things. Plenty of good stuff. Always great insight when we talk to Brian Callahan. So let's jump into it. Part one of two with Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan.
1: We're now joined by Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. And, And Brian, we have to start with Sunday. And obviously that was a frustrating day. You guys end up getting the win. But the the quote that stood out to me when you discussed how you were feeling was was on, on Monday you talked to, to the writers, and you mentioned being fuming on your couch watching the film. I'm not trying to, to make you mad right now, but what was going through your head as you were watching that and, and obviously the offense struggle so much in the second half?
0: Um, yeah, the things that make me the most uh, angry or or are attention to detail things that, that aren't up to the standard of what we expect, um, that anybody expects as players, coaches. Um, you know, I don't think there's anybody that would ever argue any of those points on our offense, if you asked them about it, but those are the things that make us as coaches, uh, the most irritated when we're, we're capable of, of playing at a, a level that we're not playing at. But some of the things that stand in our way are, are things that, um, that we need to coach better, uh, that we need to execute better in games. Uh, and again, not, they're not major things. They're minor details that, that over the course of a game, when you have uh, 15 or 16 plays that you got to make a correction on out of 55, uh, that, that makes it hard to feel like you played well. And And I think that's where I ultimately landed the other day was it wasn't always about just pure offensive, you know, Plays or a missed throw, like those things happen. You, you give up pressure, you give up sacks, you miss a throw. That, that's football, that's the NFL. But it's the things that we can control. Um, our attention to the detail of, of executing some of those tasks, I think, has to be a lot better, and, and it has to be coached a lot better. And so that's that's what makes me – that's what puts me in those types of moods is that that type of uh, film-watching experience. And it's, uh, it's not a lot of fun, and uh, I think we're going to be a lot better for it, though. Offense around the league this year
2: is – at its lowest point in over a decade in many categories there are maybe one or two teams that seem to be bucking the trend you you talk about details you talk about coaching needs to be better what was was a quote that i've heard i I think he said that that was part of it and and you being part of that coaching staff when you say that from your perspective what does it mean when you say coaching needs to be
0: better uh, I think the, um, there's an old co- saying in, in coaching is that uh, you either coaching it or allowing it to happen. And so when things like that don't go right, that ultimately falls on, on me. I'm in charge of the offense. It falls on the position coaches. They're in charge of their position, of, of making sure that when we're out there at practice uh, and things aren't the way that we feel like they should be, um, that we have to continue to, to to hammer those those little things and make sure we're doing them right. And um, if you see it on tape, that's ultimately what you're coaching, and that's uh, a place that none of us that you know expect to be. And you're always going to have errors. You're never going to play perfect. Um, there's always going to be things to correct, and there's always going to be things you have to coach. So it's it's not like you're going to walk out there one day and all of a sudden everything's going to go. Wow, we just we nailed every aspect of the game plan against every player against every. You know, it doesn't happen that way. Um, but when you have more of those than you should, uh, that's where to me it comes down to our job as coaches is to uh, make sure that we're emphasizing and correcting and teaching the right the right things, at the right times, uh, and that guys are, are taking whatever that coaching is and executing it. And if you're not executing it on tape, that means you're probably not coaching it well enough. And um, that's our responsibility to do that better. And there's also a component of, of coaching better is we can find you know, we're, we're, we're having some struggles, and so our job is to find ways to put guys in better position to make more plays than we've made, um, however that looks, whether that's in the run game, in the protection game, in the pass game, um, in the play action part of it. So I try to shoulder as much of that blame as I can possibly shoulder because that's one of my responsibility, and it's my job to do that um, and and to help guys have play better and, and execute better. And so I never at any point would ever just say, oh, we, we just have to – play better period. That's not, that's not how it works. There's a lot of things that I can do better to help our offense and put them in a better position to execute the things that we're capable of doing.
1: Are you normally the, the guy that's fuming if the offense struggles a, a bit, because Zach obviously tries to, at least in front of us, stays as, as even keeled as, as possible. And to, from my perspective, so do you. Yeah. and so I I do think it's interesting, like the idea of angry Brian. What what's that like?
0: Uh, you know, it, it's, <laughs> I have it in my personality. It's it's not something I I don't enjoy that part of it. You know, I'm I'm much sure. I'm much better off. I'm a I think I'm a much better coach when it's uh, consistent and your demeanor is consistent and and what you say and how you say it is consistent. Uh, I think those things matter because we we ask the same of the players to be the same. You know, be consistent. Be the same guy when you walk in the building and um, I try to do that myself, but there is a time and a place when, when you reach, when, when things reach a point where you feel like it's, that message needs to be delivered a different way. And I, I'm more than capable of delivering it, uh, in a different manner. But I do think that most coaching is most effective uh, when you're, when you're teaching, when it's a moment where you're teaching and it's not just, you know, the fire and brimstone and yelling and screaming and all that stuff. I, I think that gets tuned out pretty quickly most of the time. So, um, I think it's effective at, in, in certain moments. Um, and I think that I try to, to be as consistent as I can. But yeah, I'm, I'm certainly capable of delivering a, a firmer message when, uh, when I feel like it, it might be a time and a place for that. Going
2: back to those details, I assume that consistent level approach is, is probably received better a lot mm-hmm. of the time when it's just, you know, we've missed something on this play. We need to make a correction. If I yell about it, what's the best way to learn? It's probably not when your sympathetic nervous system's going crazy and your yeah. flight, flight or flight, fight or flight response kicks in. But is that something where, you know, you're reviewing practice tape or, or reviewing your practices and, and you're seeing that carrying over into games or is it something where, no, I, I just it's been kind of hard to trace back to the practice.
0: It's been hard to trace back to practice. Sometimes, you know, there's, those things in practice don't sometimes show up the way they do in a game just because the tempo and the speed is different. And, and so it's a little more of a forgiving atmosphere. I think when you're looking at technique and and when things get sped up and you're playing against good players and it's not practice squad guys across from you, it changes. And so the expectation is to be able to carry that over into a game and look the same as it does in practice um, as best as it can. And again, you're, you're the live, the live game action is always dramatically different than what you can simulate in practice too. So uh, I don't feel like it's a problem that we've had to carry over detail-wise. Um, it's just that in the moment, some of the stuff just isn't up to up to what we expect. And um, you know, I felt like it the other day was a was a good day to just make sure that we're all accountable to the same things. You know, when when you're if you if you don't if you let things slide and you don't make the corrections, then then that's not being accountable to to one being a good coach and two. For players knowing that they're all held to the same standard as well, and so um, I think those are those are important moments sometimes, and they, they do occur usually at some point every year. You you have moments like that, and it's it's not a abnormal meeting to have where you do that, but um, yeah, there's definitely an accountability factor that that steps up at at times when you're not playing as well as you think you, that we should be. Today's show is
1: brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire in season-long leagues with hopes of winning a fantasy championship, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Vinny has us picked out has picked out for us this week on eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And Christian Watson is back fully healthy for the Packers and set to keep making a huge second-year wide receiver impact for Jordan Love as a big play and red zone threat. Watson, before the week six bye, saw seven targets against the Raiders, catching three for 91 yards. He should be more locked into producing with a good chance to score in a fine matchup against the Broncos this week. Back on the road in an AFC West matchup Green Bay can exploit a struggling secondary with Watson's combination of size and speed. He also gets a terrific spot at home in week eight against the Vikings. Christian Watson is the pick this week. And Vinny I from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. From brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And so whether it's headlight bulbs, which I've used eBay Motors for, or something as simple as windshield wipers, they have you covered. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. After the game on Sunday, Joe talked for, I don't know, roughly four minutes at the podium and it wasn't normal happy Joe after a a win because of of the circumstances and he probably said three or four times, we have to be better. Mm -hmm. And then I go into the locker room and I'm not going to say who because I just don't want to air him out and it's the locker room. But one of the starters comes up and shakes his hand and and Burrow's like dialed in, sits there and he's like, looks up, he says, we have to be better. And he's he's saying the same thing, just clearly in the zone and, and frustrated, focused, all of those things. How was he on on Monday? Because I'm sure he was replaying the game in his head on Sunday realizing that there was a lot of plays that, that were left on the field.
0: Yeah, the same. He was the same. You know, I think I think he felt very similar to how I felt. Um, and, and we both have, you know, pretty prominent roles in all of the things that happen on offense. And so for us to feel that way, I think, was the right way to feel. You know, I, I think you'd be more concerned if we came out of that game just thinking, man, what a great win. How exciting is that? Um, sure so our job is as my job as the coordinator and his job as the starting quarterback is is to be critical of the performance and um you look at it and it just from top to bottom wasn't uh, ultimately a great performance offensively it was good enough to win you know we did we went two for two in the red zone in the first half we played really a pretty solid brand of football for um two of those drives there and that was enough in that game uh, because of how well our defense played but it's certainly not gonna be uh, over the course of the season gonna be enough. And so my job is to, is, is to point out where it's not good enough. Um, and Joe's job is to also convey that this isn't good enough. And if, if he was happy, I think we'd all be concerned too, because you know, I think we're just capable of being so much better than we've been. And, and I got a ton of confidence that we will be. That's the, that's the fun part about it is, I think there's there's the ceiling is still very high for us and, and we have yet to put it together. Um, and again, for a lot of reasons that uh, like nobody really is going to care about. But we're at a point now where we get to stop. We're, zero, we're really zero and zero um, with, with what, 11, 11 games to play? 11. Yep. So that's a good place to be for, for considering how we've had to fight and scratch and claw to, to get to this point. Um, and so I am optimistic as, as we get healthier and, and we get a chance to reflect on, on where we're at and why we're where we are and not where we expected. I feel great about, about our ability to, to hit our stride and start playing a better brand of offensive football, for sure.
2: When you have an offense that is built around a quarterback playing really well, skilled players playing really well, you have a diverse drop-back game because you have a quarterback who can handle it, as compared with some of the other teams, some of the Shanahan offenses that we've talked about in the past, where yep. it doesn't necessarily put as much on the quarterback's plate, and then you don't get that level of play across the board from the skill guys from the quarterback what what's your approach from a coaching perspective in that spot do you try to put more in that's going to try to simplify things a little bit when you have details that that are going off a little bit or trying to simplify things for a quarterback when he's pressing a little bit or is it we know we're good at these things let's figure out how to get good at these things again or somewhere in between
0: somewhere in between is probably the best answer um because there is things that are that are core to, to who we are. And then we feel really good about being able to execute those um, particular things. Uh, there's also an element of uh, don't be so don't be stubborn. There's there's ways that we can help um, our guys get in better position, we can help Joe um, find a little bit easier path, uh, sometimes and having him have to shoulder at all. And I think that's, that's my job and our job as an offensive staff to put ourselves in that position where we can do a little bit more to help, um, still lean on the things that we know we're, we're really good at and capable of, of executing at a high level. Um, you still got to put work into those, uh, to get those where you want them to be. Um, and then what, you know, find some new things to work on and, and new things that can, that maybe aren't something that we've done a lot of in the past, but, but maybe, uh, we need them at this point. And so that's, What these next few days are about for us during the bye week and then when we get back and get ready to go against san francisco is you know what what things can we add um, that makes life a little easier on on everybody Um, that's receivers that's the running backs that's the quarterback that's the line you know how do we make things um, a little bit more friendly for them uh, schematically
1: how important is it over the the next 11 games starting with san francisco brian to have other guys emerge obviously Tyler's made plays, Trenton's made plays, T's made plays too. But outside of Jamar, you look at the three wins. Jamar goes off in all three games this is a big reason why you win. Just finding someone besides him, and I know there are names, but making sure that those guys are able to play at the level that we've we've seen them play at.
0: Yeah, I think we can play. I think I think you're going to see you're going to see you know this is not characteristics of, of who T Higgins is as a player. Um, I think T's T's going to come come back on and come alive here in the second half of the season um, I have a ton of faith in him because he's done it before. You know, I think that, I think this has been an, an awkward spot for him to be in. Plus dealing with an injury, um, all the faith in the world that he's going to be the player that, that he's shown to be for the last two years. That certainly helps, uh, when, when he returns back to his form. Um, you know, we got to get some more, we got to get some more out of our, our younger players too. You know, we got chase Brown's got to find a way, uh, to make some impact. I think Andre, uh, Yoshibashi has done a nice job of, of carving a little bit of a role and, and gaining trust and quarterback gaining confidence in him. Um, you know, I think when Charlie Jones comes back from from the IR stint, you know, we were getting pretty excited about him, especially as as a partner Turner as, takes one for a touchdown. And there's there's a lot of positivity building with Charlie in the past game too. So um, those guys can can have a role potentially moving forward. I do think you know we got to get we got to get some production from from Irv and and um, you know. I think Drew Samples really put it in a nice place for us. He's got a nice role that he does really well. Um, You know, Mitch has done a nice job. We can get more from Mitch. And then, you know, there's obviously Tanner Hudson's played good for us in some some small sample sizes too. So uh, find a way to get the the best of that combination of players that uh, can help us keep moving the ball forward. And and guys that I have a lot of confidence in uh, that can really help us. Talk a lot about
2: skill players. How much of that is just – joe burrow not playing like the joe burrow that we're used to he's you know you you said that sometimes you're going to miss some throws sometimes you know burrow is a guy that seems to really need the reps to Mm -hmm. feel comfortable yep and and like every quarterback there's a trust element both with offensive line with receivers is that as big a piece of the puzzle as anything
0: Uh, i certainly think to start the year that's part of it you know when uh you missed almost 20 some days of, of practice um, and then he wasn't healthy to begin with to start and then he re-injures re- it. Um, I think you do see a little bit of the, oh, it's not rust maybe is the best way to to, to explain it, but you just see not the same level of, of execution from from him uh, early in the year. And I think that the practices have helped, the games have helped. I think he's played better as the year has gone on. And then again, this is that's why the, the second half of last week was so frustrating because I thought we were, we were starting to take that upward trajectory from a really, really positive game in Arizona, a good two first drives, thought it was really starting to take off. And, and then obviously it's, uh, we have some issues in the second half, but um, yeah, I think that, that Joe's Joe come along the more, the more he's playing, he will get better and better, but uh, it is, it is a little bit frustrating when you get to points and, and we miss a couple of throws that, uh, you know, he normally doesn't miss. And uh, that makes, that makes life a little bit trickier when you're, you know, you're trying to keep the ball in his hands and, and, and throw the ball as much as we throw it.
2: This episode of Locked On Bengals is sponsored by BetterHelp, who knows that when it feels like your brain is getting in its own way, maybe that's what's going on with the Bengals' offense a little bit. Like, you know what you should do. Like, you know what you've done in the past that's worked for you, what's good for you, and you just can't bring yourself to do it. Therapy and tools that BetterHelp provides can help you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. It's entirely online. It's made to cater to your schedule and use modalities for therapy that are going to be convenient for you. So if you're thinking of trying therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get started. They'll match you with a licensed therapist that fits what you're looking for. And if it doesn't work, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash
1: locked up. Today's show also brought to you by Pierce Dental Group. Pierce Dental Group has two locations, one in downtown Cincinnati, one in Northern Kentucky, and they are the premier dental group in the area, providing world-class experience and creating confident smiles go where the pros go some of your favorite athletes in the area have gone to pierce dental group and whether it's a cosmetics dental implants or just regular routine care pierce dental group has you covered they established their downtown location in 1942 they have over 1300 five-star google reviews and they also offer flexible payment options and pride themselves on maximizing your dental insurance so don't delay. You want someone you can trust. You can trust Pierce. Visit them online at piercedentalgroup.com. That's P-E-A-R-C-E dentalgroup.com or search Pierce Dental Group on Instagram or Facebook. Brian, one thing I've said, I, I said it after Cleveland when when Joe w- was working through some things and obviously that defense is amazing. And so we we got that takeaway right because they've continued that. But w- when Joe isn't performing like the the joe we saw go 17 of 19 say on sunday to start the game and to just playing at a really high level that, about the offense being able to overcome it and i know it's really really hard and i just simplified it into something that's hard to do when you're you have an elite quarterback yeah but it, but is is that fair and if so how how do you go about that as an offense because obviously you, you lean on him a ton but mm-hmm. let's say he's not his normal self I don't even mean health wise; just having an off day. How can you overcome it?
0: Well, i would like to get more from more than what we've got from from the run game. As in in totality, I think that you'd uh, like to get to take be able to take a little heat off them in that in that regard. Um, I think we've been okay running the football. You know, we've been in some pretty manageable down and distances. Um, I think we can do a lot better job uh, on third down. That's really what where our issues have come. Um, our base down stuff has been pretty solid. We've we've kept it relatively controlled, especially because we had to play a different brand of football for a few weeks there um, that we're just starting, I think, to come out of. I think that's the, the, where we're at health wise with Joe, he starts to look more and more normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third down stuff has been the, has been really the, the, you know, the broken spoke in our wheel as far as keeping drives alive and um, having, not having being able to convert at the rate that we converted last year uh, has been, has been a struggle. And there's again, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons for it, but, um, you know, we've we've gotten ourselves into manageable third downs, and, and haven't been great uh, or as good as we've been in the past converting them. And you know, if we can find a way to keep doing that. It's gonna it's gonna help the whole process along. You know, converting that third and one would have been a would have been a nice uh, conversion help. You know, where it's, you you get to run the ball for yard and uh, keep the drive going, and, and a chance to go put more points on the board. But um, yeah, I think we can. There's the the. Run game has to help us. We have to get a little more out of it. I think at the end of the day, if you're having an off day as a quarterback, you got to lean into that stuff and and hope that they can pull you out of it.
1: Will that be a? Do you think that could be a key play that third and one? If you guys oh, yeah. do figure it yeah, out. I thought
0: that was a. That, you know, there's always that. When whenever I debrief a game at the end, there's you go through the game and you go, you know, what we're, were critical mistakes that that either, you know, even when you win, there's still critical mistakes that that could have lost you the game for you know however the game plays out, but. Uh, you know, that third and one in that moment, it was, I think it was third and one at the top of the fourth quarter. It was a, it was a one point game. And, and had we lost that game, we would probably point to that, that, that moment and said, you know, if a failed third and one after getting ourselves in decent position to be able to continue to drive, take more time off the clock. And again, hopefully try to get some points in that drive, you know, is a, is a moment in the game where uh, it can go that it turned from our favor, you know, and it's, It's unfortunate that you know fortunately we won, but it's unfortunate that we we failed in that spot. And so that to me was a was a pretty critical mistake in the game at at you know top of the fourth quarter at a pretty tough time.
2: Something I actually looked at last night uh, was your success rate on third or or on any short down and distance. So not just third downs, but second or third downs with three or less yards to go. Yep. Uh, according to what I was able to find, this doesn't include a couple of goal-to-go situations, but 70%, 71% roughly conversion in those spots, which is tied for fourth in the NFL, behind yeah. San Francisco, Washington, Buffalo, tied with Philly. Yeah. Uh, one of the few teams in the NFL throwing the ball more than running the ball in those situations. But is it, stay, staying ahead of the chains, I guess, is, is the theme of this topic for me in my head. When you guys are, are staying on schedule, seems like things were going really well last year. It seemed like you had some good answers when you got behind schedule on mm-hmm. second down, third down. Is, is that kind of what you're referencing when you're talking about some of the third down stuff?
0: Yeah. I think that's the, that's the, that's always a critical component, especially again, when you're those longer yardage, when you're, you're in third and seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, um, those require everything to, to work. You have to separate, you have to protect for a, a longer period of time. Uh, you have to pick up a lot more pressures in those spots, and so it's always critical for us, especially against these defensive lines we faced in the early stretch of the year, as uh, being as manageable as we can be. And the idea is, if we're in if we're in second and five or less, uh, we're going to put ourselves in, in a pretty good chance to get to get into a manageable third down. Uh, and then the other thing is, you don't always you don't have to be in third down. And our best drives this year have have been you know first down, second and two, first down, first down, mm-hmm. second and four, first down. Um, that's when you feel the rhythm that's when you feel like you your, your playbook sort of open to you um, and you're not condensed by it by down in distance to, to do something um, and when you're not playing uh, at the level that we're accustomed to playing um, that's how you try to manage some of it so now you're not asking Joe to be there on third and nine and make a unbelievable throw with pressure in his face um, in a really tight window now there's the ball can come out quickly. We can manage it. We can put guys in spots, and, and it's been uh, in spots successful. We have not done it consistently enough, obviously, to to continue to keep drives alive and, and score enough points. So um, that's probably the best way to answer it.
2: Sorry to jump in. We're going to break the interview up into two episodes. That was part one with Brian Callahan. A lot of good stuff there for you to think about as the Bengals were thinking about their own offense over this bye week going through their self-scouting trying to figure out the right buttons to push we're going to talk about some of that and some philosophical questions about play calling about innovation about getting things pointed in the right direction maybe health is a part of that in part two coming up tomorrow here on lockdown bengals so until then we appreciate you listening to this episode of the lockdown bengals podcast who day and have a good one